We celebrate today the first Sunday in Lent. Our celebrant today is Father Dan. He is assisted by Deacon Vic. We are mindful to check our cell phones, that they're on silent or off. If you wish to follow the readings in the Missalette, page 99, the first Sunday of Lent. And our opening hymn can be found in the Red Hymn Book, number 473. Hear us, Almighty Lord, number 473. Please stand as we begin this great celebration. Good morning. In this morning's gospel, Jesus gives us the perfect example how we too should reject the devil and avoid the occasion and the near occasion of sin. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sin and so prepare to celebrate these sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, through the yearly observances of Holy Lent, that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ and by worthy conduct pursue those efforts through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to the people, saying, The priest shall receive the basket from you and set it in front of the altar of the Lord your God. Then then you shall declare before the Lord your God, My father was a wandering Aramean who went down to Egypt with a small household and lived there as an alien. But there he became a nation great, strong, and numerous. When the Egyptians maltreated and oppressed us, imposing hard labor upon us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and he heard our cry and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. He brought us out of Egypt with his strong hand and outstretched arm, with terrifying power, with signs and wonders, and bringing us into this country. He gave us this land flowing with milk and honey. Therefore, I have now brought you the first fruits of the products of the soil, which you, O Lord, have given me. And having set them before the Lord your God, you shall bow down in his presence. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, what does scripture say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith that we preach for if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified. And one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. 
For the scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, enriching all who call upon him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Lord. Lord be in my mind, my lips forever in my heart. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, it is written, one does not live on bread alone. Then he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. The devil said to him, I shall give to you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then he led him to Jerusalem, made him stand on the parapet of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and... With their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him in reply, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In his letter to the Romans, Paul has been saying some hard things about the Jewish people and their faith. He has been telling them about truths, which for them were very difficult to hear and even more difficult to bear. However, there is no anger in Paul's message. It is Paul's one desire that the Jews might be saved. Paul readily admitted that the Jews were devout and zealous for God, but he also knew that their zeal was misdirected. The Jewish law was based on meticulous obedience of the law. The whole Jewish approach was that by obedience to the law, a person would win credit or find favor with Almighty God. Paul taught them that because of the redemption brought by our Lord Jesus Christ, man was no longer faced with the task of satisfying the law, but now he need only to faithfully, faithfully accept God's love, mercy, and forgiveness, which he gave freely to all. Paul said, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. In order to be saved, a person must believe, must believe that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead because the resurrection of Jesus Christ is our essential Catholic Christian belief. Catholics must not only believe that Jesus lived, they must also believe that he lives now. And they must not only know about Jesus, they must know him. They must not only know about Jesus, they must know him. Paul goes on to say, for one who believes with the heart is so justified and one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. The statement simply means that a man must not only believe in his heart, but he must also confess it, confess it with his lips. Our Catholic Christian faith gives us the responsibility and the ability to profess our faith in word, deed, and action through the sacraments of baptism. At the conclusion of every Mass, we are charged with exercising that gift when we are told to go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Here, we too, as faithful Catholic Christians, are given the charge to proclaim and profess our faith. In accordance with our fasting and abstinent regulation, fasting is to be observed as a minimum on Wednesday, 
Ash Wednesday, and Good Friday by all Catholics who are 18 years of age but not yet 59. Additionally, abstinence from meat is to be observed by all Catholics 14 years old and older on Ash Wednesday, Good Friday, and all Fridays of Lent. Therefore, there are only two days of compulsory fast that we are required to observe during the entire season of Lent. And as far as abstinence from meat is concerned, some of us do not eat meat on Friday. But if we do, if we do eat meat on Friday, another form of penance is required, not optional, is required in accordance with canon law. Therefore, for many of us, abstaining from eating meat on Friday of Lent is not a real difficult sacrifice. In today's scripture, it tells us that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during that time, and therefore, Jesus fasted for 40 days. This temptation story shows us the method by which Jesus proposed to win men to God. It shows him rejecting the way of power and glory and accepting the suffering of the cross. There would be no way, no way that we could know this story of Jesus' sojourn in the desert unless he told it to his disciples or his apostles himself. For us, there's no temptation to turn stones into bread or to leap from a high temple because for us, those things are impossible. However, those temptations are things that Jesus was capable of doing as the Son of God. If anyone has ever lived in the desert, you know that it is a dry, vacant, and desolate region. It is in that type of environment that Jesus Christ was tempted. Jesus willingly went into the desert for 40 days, wrestling with the problem on how he could win and convince men to follow him. The tempter, knowing this, tempted Jesus and let him come to realize that he could use his miraculous powers to bribe people into following him, and therefore suggested that Jesus turn stones into bread. But Jesus came back and said, one does not live by bread alone. In other words, we will never find eternal happiness in material things. In the second temptation, the devil took Jesus up to a high mountain from which all the civilized world could be seen and said, worship me and all of this will be yours. It has been given to me and I can give it to whomever I wish. It was like the devil was saying, strike a bargain with me, compromise just a little with evil and men will easily follow you. Jesus said, 
You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. It was like Jesus saying that there can be no compromise in the war against evil in this world. In the third temptation where Jesus was led to Jerusalem and made to stand on the parapet of Solomon's temple where there was a sheer drop of 450 feet, the devil said to him, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Then Jesus said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus gave an emphatic no to all the devil's worldly temptations and stressed that senseless experiments with the power of God should never, never be attempted. And with these words, the devil departed because he knew he was defeated. Just as the devil wanted Jesus to come over to his side, the devil also wants each and every one of us to come over to his side. He wants our immortal soul, and therefore we are tempted near every day of our life. But like Jesus, we have to be strong and avoid temptation, the occasion and the near occasion of sin, and continually, continually say no to the devil's temptations. Lent is not only a time for fasting, but is a time to seek forgiveness of Jesus for all the times that we have sinned and trespassed against him. Here at St. Peter, we have the opportunity to receive Christ's forgiveness not only on the special days of Lent, but every single day of the year. If we have serious sin on our immortal soul, we must not wait another day. Come, come and receive God's love, mercy, and forgiveness so that when our great coming home day does come, we will be spiritually ready and hear the Lord say to each and every one of us, now enter into the kingdom prepared for you since the beginning of creation. First, I would like to thank very much those teachers and sponsors in the classroom who have been working for the last seven and eight months to work with our catechumens, our candidates, and our Catholics who are preparing for the sacraments at the Easter Vigil. 
For these catechumens are beginning their final period of preparation and purification, leading to their initiation. They have full strength in God's grace and support in our community's prayers and example. It's so crucial and important that our community here at St. Peter's remember that you are a part of this ceremony and a part of this formation program for all of our catechumens, our candidates, and our Catholics. Now they ask that they be recognized for the progress they have made in their spiritual formation and that they receive the assurance of our blessings and prayers as they prepare to go forth for the rite of election celebrated on Monday night at Holy Trinity Church with Archbishop Amon. At this time, I would like to call forward those catechumens who are here today. And we call, when your name is called forward, please come and stand on the floor in front of the first step. Mr. Kurt Bray. Lieutenant Colonel Christopher Delport. Miss Nancy Ferreira. My dear brothers and sisters, these catechumens who have been preparing for the sacrament of initiation hope that they will be found ready to participate in the rite of election and be chosen in Christ for the Easter sacraments. It is the responsibility of this community to inquire about their readiness before they are presented to the Archbishop. Would the parents and the sponsors of the catechumens please stand at this time? Parents and sponsors, I turn to you for your testimony about these catechumens. Have these catechumens taken their formation in the gospel and in the Catholic way of life seriously? Do you judge them to be ready to be presented to the Archbishop for the right of election? Parents and sponsors, please be seated. Deacon Vic, as the RCIA coordinator, you have the primary responsibility for formation and catechesis of these catechumens on behalf of the community. Do you find them to be ready to be presented to the Archbishop for the right of election? I do. My dear catechumens, this community gladly recommends you to the Archbishop, who in the name of Christ will call you to the Easter sacraments. May God bring to completion the good work he has begun in you.
Father, I now present to you the candidates who are beginning their final preparations for the Sacrament of Confirmation and Eucharist. They have found strength in God's grace and support in our community's prayers and example. Now they ask that they be recognized for the progress they have made in their spiritual formation and that they receive the assurance of our blessings and prayers as they go forth for recognition by Archbishop Amon tomorrow night at Holy Trinity Church. Those who belong to be recognized are, we ask you to please stand in your place. Trent Breland, Philip Bruce, <clears throat> Vanessa Cabrell, Allie Chambers, Christina Childs, Joshua Lieleman, Andrew Pearson, Thomas Schauer. My dear brothers and sisters, these candidates already, one with us by reason of their baptism in Christ, have asked to participate fully in the sacramental life of the Catholic Church. Those who know them have judged them to be sincere in their desire. During the period of their catechetical formation, they have listened to the word of Christ and endeavored to follow his commands more perfectly. They have shared the company of their Christian brothers and sisters in this community and joined with them in prayer. And so I announce to all of you here at our community, support these candidates in their desire. Therefore, I ask their parents and sponsors to stand and state their opinion once again so that all of you may hear. Sponsors and parents, as God as your witness, do you consider these candidates ready to receive the sacraments of confirmation and Eucharist? And now, my dear candidates, I address you. Your own parents and sponsors have spoken in your favor. The Church, in the name of Christ, accepts their testimony and sends you to Archbishop Amon, who will exhort you to live in deeper conformity to the life of Christ. We ask everyone to please stand as we now have our prayers of the faithful. My brothers and sisters, we look forward to celebrating at Easter the life-giving mysteries of our Lord's suffering, death, and resurrection. As we journey together to the Easter sacraments, these catechumens and candidates will look to us for an example of Christian renewal. Let us pray to the Lord for them and for ourselves that we may be renewed by one another's efforts and together come to share the joys of Easter. Our response is, Lord, hear our prayer. For Pope Francis, Archbishop Greg Amon, and all the priests, deacons, and religious who serve the church, that they may respond with courage and conviction to Christ's call to discipleship. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord that these catechumens and these candidates grow in faith and understanding of Jesus Christ as they approach the time when they will be in full communion with the faithful of his church. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, That our sponsors and parents may be living examples of the gospel. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, That all of our community during this Lenten season may grow in charity and be constant in their prayers. Let us pray to the Lord. 
Lord, hear our prayer. For all the people of the Ukraine, we pray for their safety and for peace in the region. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For RN and Lynn Salta, and also for St. Peter's parishioners, for whom this Mass is being offered, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for all of our military forces stationed throughout the world, that God will soon bring them home safely to their families and loved ones, we pray to the Lord. Lord Guide these catechumens and candidates in the days and weeks ahead. Strengthen them in their vocation, build them into the kingdom of your Son, and seal them with the spirit of your promise. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Would everyone please be seated except the catechumens. My dear friends, this community now sends you forth to reflect more deeply upon the word of God which we have shared with you today. Be assured of our loving support and prayers for you. We look forward to the day when you will share fully in the Lord's table. hymn is in your red hymnal number 465 the cross of Jesus number 465 please join in singing
Our second collection was for the building and maintenance fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the praise and glory of his name. Give us the right disposition, O Lord, we pray, to make these offerings for with whom they celebrate the beginning of this vulnerable and sacred time through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By abstaining 40 days from earthly food, he consecrated though his first and pattern of our Lenten observance, and by overturning all the snares of the ancient serpent, taught us to cast out the leaven of malice, so that celebrating worthily the Paschal mystery, we might pass over at last to the eternal Paschal feast. And so, with a company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim... You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. 
Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and the blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he, took, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with Saint Peter, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, together with Francis, your pope, and Gregory, our bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayer of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, 
through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine instruction, we dare to say, Our Father, Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer to each other a sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be.
Please join in singing in your blue hymnal, number 79, be with me, in your blue hymnal, number 79.
Let us pray. Renewed now with heavenly bread, by which faith is nourished, hope increased, and charity strengthened, we pray, O Lord, that we may learn to hunger for Christ, the true and living bread, and strive to live by every word which proceeds from your mouth, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Bow your heads and pray for God's blessing. We keep in prayer our RCIA and RCIC candidates and the catechumens as they prepare to gather with Archbishop Amon this Monday evening for the rite of election. We also keep our sixth and seventh grade students in prayer as NET Ministries will be on campus this week to guide them in a retreat sharing their love of Christ and the church. The Lord be with you. Bow down. Bow your heads and pray for God's blessings. May bountiful blessings, O Lord, we pray, come down upon your people, that hope may grow in tribulation, virtue be strengthened in temptation, and eternal redemption be assured through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace and glorify God by your life. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Thank you for joining us for our Eucharistic celebration for the first Sunday in Lent. We congratulate all of our candidates and catechumens this morning. Have a beautiful, blessed, and safe Sunday. St. Michael, defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And to thou, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about this world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our recessional hymn is in your red hymnal, number 461. Lord, who throughout these 40 days, number 461.